Kane is in the building. Fine time, and now we'll loop the ball for the end zone. A risky jump ball caught for a touchdown. Spencer Webb went up and got it. What a battle. And that's trusting your receiver. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Tanner Wilkinson podcast. I'm your host, Tanner Wilkinson, and obviously I'm joined by my two co-hosts, one being Maxwell Stottle. Max, say what up? What's up? How we doing? We good. When we are obviously joined by Tim Gatman. Tim, say what up? What up? How we doing? Uh, as you can tell probably by the title of the podcast, we got a very special guest, tight end out of Oregon, Spencer Webb. Spencer, how you doing today? Good. Thank you guys for having me. Hey, yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> uh, we probably gonna we're gonna do the same thing that we do with uh, all of our guests that we have on. We're gonna actually interview him a little bit, get to pick his brain a little bit, and then we're gonna go to our rapid fire. Uh, that's the fans. That's fans' favorite part. That's what that's what they love to tell me. They love when we go to the rapid fire part because you gotta think fast on your feet. It's like an actual interview, like you're interviewing yeah. for a job. Well, I've right, done so, a lot of you, so here we go. <laughs> good. Uh, first question, what pulls you to Oregon? You know, you grew, you grew up in California. Uh, were there any thoughts of staying in state? Uh, so I grew up an Oregon fan. Um, my whole life I was an Oregon fan. Grew up watching, you know, the Ducks fly around the field and stuff. Um, and then, you know, I knew I wanted to go the whole time. Then the recruiting process happened. And, uh, you know, that kind of changed everything. You start talking to, you know, some different schools. You see some new places. So it made it a little more difficult. But, at the end of the day, I knew I was going to go to Oregon as soon as they offered me. Um, so, yeah, and it was the best decision I ever made. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I could have went a lot of other places, but I'm happy I'm here. That's good. Stott, you, I think this is a good question for you. To, you got your question. Oh, yeah. Um, so, in honor of uh, signing day being, you know, yesterday and all that, what was your uh, favorite memory from, like, your signing day and just your recruitment process when you were a recruit? Um, Signing day, I remember, so they faxed over the, the paper or whatever, you know, the NIL or the NL. NLI. NLI, yeah. There's mm-hmm. so many NLs and all that. <laughs> um, they faxed it over, and I printed it out, and I signed it on my trash can in the weight room. Um, I wanted my head coach to see I was with my brother, and I signed it on the trash can. It was just like a cool moment because I put a lot of time in that weight room, you know, and um, – to actually assign the official one. I signed like four of them that day, but like, you know, four of them. But um, yeah, the official one that got sent back to Oregon was at 7 a.m. Um, bright and early in the weight room. And my teammates were doing, you know, uh, their early morning weights. So it was like a motivation for the younger kids um, to see that. So that was pretty cool. And then you said uh, the recruiting process. Yeah. Like what my favorite part was about it? Yeah, was it like the like was it taking all the visits or like the end home visits or what? I think just soaking it all in really was my favorite part. You know, like you kind of dream is that like dream of that growing up. You know, and seeing like you know growing. You, I saw a bunch of kids getting offers when I wasn't. You know, and I was just like you know kept working, kept working, and then finally to see all your hard work paid off. Um, that was probably my favorite part. You know, it wasn't really about you know, posting the offers and stuff. It was like actually hearing like you have a full, full, you know, scholarship to go play the sport you love at a, you know, powerhouse school. Um, so that was probably my favorite part. And then obviously I got to travel to some cool places and see some cool schools. Um, 
and I met a lot of great people along the way, a lot of coaches I still am in touch with, you know. Uh, but, yeah, that was probably my favorite part. Uh, just back to Oregon, what you're doing now. How are you dealing with all the uh, the coaching change? Uh, obviously, you got a new head coach in Dan Lanning, a new OC in Kenny Dillingham. Like, how, how's that process going? Um, you know, when the coaching change happened, I was originally or initially uh, nervous. You know, I didn't I've been with that staff for four years, four plus years. Um, and I built it like a relationship, a lifelong relationship. You know, I still, you know, I text Coach Feld and stuff because, you know, those are my guys. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, you know, I realized it is a business. And uh, now I was a little timid at first if I was going to come back or where I was going to go, um, if I was going to make a change or not. And then, you know, the coaches, they really, they really re-recruited me and, you know, helped me with that process coming back. And I didn't want to leave Oregon at all. Um, you know, that's my home and I built a home here and my teammates, you know, my teammates are my favorite part of college and the relationships I've built with them. So, you know, doing, going through that process, it was tough, but these coaches have really, you know, helped with the transition, you know, they're transitioning too, coming from other places. And I think they fit really well with just, you know, the team and like the culture here at Oregon. Um, so yeah, it's been an easy process. It's been fun. It's been all new stuff going on and stuff. So. You know, I was with the same, you know, coaches for four years, so you get a little comfortable. Now it's all new. You know, you're working harder. You're trying to, you know, prove yourself to these coaches. So it's been fun. Uh, going off proving yourself, uh, what aspect of your game are you looking to hone on and improve this offseason? Man, everything, you know, from run blocking to route technique, catching. Um, you know, every year you got to get better. Um, so there's not really anything specific other than just getting better at everything, you know, as a tight end, you got to be good at everything. So, mm -hmm. just, you know, making sure that I'm healthy, you know, I'm the right size. I want to be, you know, a certain amount of strength I have um, just stuff like that. You know, there's not really one thing that I would want to improve, but everything I need to improve, you know? Yeah. I will say you got a great video on your Instagram of you run block and knocking that guy on his ass. Oh uh, yeah, that was that was just funny. <laughs> yeah. So kind of going off of that, do you have like a NFL tight end that you kind of model your game after? Or you kind of just like to watch? Man, you guys are all from Missouri. Mm -hmm. I'm from Minnesota, but yeah. Okay, Travis Kelsey, baby, that's my guy. I don't know if you guys saw the post I just posted yesterday. Um, you know, people always ask me why I wear number eighteen. It's because Travis Kelsey did in college. Um, Travis Kelsey is my favorite player of all time. Um, not only just on the field, I feel like we play very similar, but just off the field too, like his swagger, just, you know, who he is as a person, I feel like we're very similar. Um, but on the field, you know, he's got that fluidity to him and that savviness to him that I like. Um, but, yeah, that's my guy, Travis, right there. That's awesome. Um now that there's been more uh, NIL deals happening in college football, uh, what what effect do you think they've taken in college football and how are you taking advantage of it? I think the NIL transition has been the smartest thing you could do. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's going to make, you know, players do this, this and that. And, you know, I've always looked at college football. It is a business at the end of the day, you know, like, the amount of money that goes through college football. And, you know, you got kids that are 18 years old choosing to go to a college. And I think, you know, there's a lot of kids like myself that, you know, 
we don't have that much money, you know, and there's a lot of people, a lot of my teammates have to take care of their families too, you know? So like stuff like that, where you look bigger picture than just so like honed in on it's like you're a college athlete. I think it's a great way just for, you know, even just cities like Eugene, like where players can promote and like help out businesses, small businesses, stuff like that. So, you know, I think it's been, I think it's been a great thing to have. And I've seen a lot of people, you know, benefit off of it myself. You know, I've definitely benefited off of it. Um, there's some stuff in the works that I can't speak about right now, but you'll definitely see it through my social media here coming like really soon. Um, but I've also taken my time with everything. You know, I haven't jumped on the first, you know, first couple that I didn't wasn't 100% sold on. Um, and I think that was the smartest thing I've done. And now um, I'm in the process of getting representation too. So I have, you know, a team to help me do it. Um, so that was really hard for me doing it. Like a lot of people hit me up. But I didn't know the business side of a lot of things. And I was scared to kind of jump into stuff, didn't know contracts, didn't know how to read contracts, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, so I think it's great, honestly. That's good. That's good. Stott, you got a question? Uh, yeah. So going back to just like the new staff and everything, how has it been so far, like translating from the old tight end coach you had? I might botch the name now, but to the new tight end coach, Drew, is it Drew Maringer? Maringer? Uh, coach Maringer. Yeah, how's that been? So uh, Coach Beta, Bobby Williams, is my guy, you know, for, for life, literally for life. That's my dog. He's helped me out so much. Just not only on the field, but just in life itself. Um, you know, that's another thing I was kind of nervous about, like who's going to be leading, you know, our room, you know, and you see that coach the most. Um, but Coach Maringer has came in and he's done really well with the transition and he's helped out. He's helped me so much already just through phone calls. Not even, we haven't even gone on the field yet together. Just like my mindset and stuff like that, he's helped me out. Just, you know, checking in on me, pushing me, you know. And I'm not even going to lie. Uh, yesterday we had a stretch and I, I missed it. Slept through my alarm and he was on my ass. But I tell you what, <laughs> um, you know, and like just like that, you know, like he's not he's been here for a short amount of time. And, you know, I'm an older guy, a veteran on the team now. And like he's still ripping my ass like I'm a freshman. So, you know, I appreciate that um, more than he probably knows. So, you know, he's done well with the transition. And I think, you know, uh, us tight ends like him. You know, I do for sure. And um, I'm excited to get out there on the field with him and see, you know, what he teaches me and um, he coaches me on. Um, so you said you were a Ducks fan your whole life. I got a question. If you could play with one former Oregon Duck, who would it be? D'Anthony Thomas. That's a good answer. That's my That's guy. Good That's answer. A good answer. So That's there was cool. like, so I've been thinking about changing my number and um, six was open, right? So I was like, damn, like, how crazy would that be full circle to have, like when I was a kid wearing number six jerseys around the house to like wearing number six now, um, I ended up not doing it, but I think that would be pretty cool. But yeah, D'Anthony Thomas would be sick. Um, Marcus Mariota would be dope too. Like there's, a, you know, I grew up watching those guys. So they come around the facility. I'm starstruck. Like, oh, like that's oh, yeah. D'Anthony Thomas right there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kenyon Barner, you know? I seen KB the other day. Like, at first when I met him, I was like, that's Kenyon Barner, you know? <laughs> and now I'm like, what's yeah. up, KB? Like, we're yeah. cool now. So, um, yeah, all of them, honestly. Word. You want to – we'll go to our, our rapid fire. So you don't really got to elaborate on any of these. Much, these, ain't, these ain't that serious of a question, but – We'll start off with, are there any sports you follow outside of football? And if so, what are your, who are your favorite teams in that sport? 
Probably baseball, the Giants. Okay. I'm also really big into golf, too. Okay, who's your guy? I don't even have one, really. I just love golf. <laughs> you just love the game. You just need yeah. a student of the game. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, all right, outside of, obviously, Max, who's the most famous person you got in your phone? Uh, the most famous person <laughs> I got on my phone. I have Justin Herbert. Who played okay, with Jay Herbo. Um, I have... Addison Ray's dad. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, we got to pause on that. You got to elaborate. How, <laughs> how, does that, how does that happen? Uh, honestly, so a couple weeks ago, I went down to L.A. Um, I don't know if you guys know Chase Demore. Yeah, I saw your stories. You were, like, with some, yeah. guy, like some L.A. guys. Yeah. Yeah, so um, me and Chase, we kind of know each other just through social media. And um, I was out in L.A. He invited me to come hang out, and he was on Too Hot to Handle, the Netflix show. So I met a bunch of people out there. Um, and honestly, it was one of the coolest experiences I've had, just like meeting those type of people, those influencers and stuff, and just kind of seeing the life they have. Um, and they were all super genuine too, which I appreciated. They, you know, they didn't act a certain way. Um, they welcomed me in. And um, yeah, so, you know, I ended up meeting him and, we, you know, we still chop it up. That's my dog right there. <laughs> He's funny. <laughs> he actually was like, you need to come down to the Super Bowl, but... I got to focus on football right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Spencer, who is your goat of goats? My goat of goats? It's all-time goat? Just... Yeah. <sighs> Sports or just anybody? I on Anything. Up anybody. to you. Up to your yeah. interpretation. I'm going to say a name, but I'm not elaborating on it. All okay. right, go ahead. Okay. Dan Bilzerian. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. As an OU fan, I got the Alamo shirt on. I'm repping. I'm a big OU guy. Uh, I just got to ask, do you hate – do you think you hate USC as much as I do? Because I don't think you do. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah. I have to is, play them. <laughs> you get to just watch it. I have to actually play them. Hey, they – all my boys are – they all took everybody in the, in the middle of the night. Uh, just yeah, left. Gone. Yeah, it's, it's cool. We'll see him. We'll see him in the Pac-12 championship. Hey, you better take hey, care. Okay. Of, you better take care of him for us. I'll say that. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, in your opinion, who do you think is the most underrated athlete of all time? Who's most a guy that you don't think gets the most? He needs. He needs more credit. Underrated athlete of all time. Man, these are hard questions for for. <laughs> <laughs> Underrated athlete of all time. You're so broad. This is tough. I'm trying to think, like, what? I would probably say, like, Derrick Rose. I don't know why. Obviously, he dealt with injuries, but I feel like if he didn't, you know what I'm saying, like, he could have been oh, something yeah. crazy. And he's still yeah. putting – he still puts up, like – Yeah, he still nah, put up 20 a night with ease. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, maybe Tim Lincecum. Like, what he was okay. doing during his time, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, man, that's a good question, honestly. You might need to make that one, like, an actual interview question. We, we, we gonna, <laughs> hey, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, what is one song you'd listen to right before you take the field? Oh, so there's this – you guys ever seen Lone Survivor? Mm-hmm. 
So the song is I can't even think of the name right now. Can I look at it real quick? Go ahead, go ahead. So the song is from Lone Survivor, and it's the scene where the dude is up on the rock and he's trying to call in for a backup. Okay. It's waking up by explosions in the sky, and it has no lyrics in it. But, you know, I listen to rap all the way up until I turn that song on, and that's right before, and I just close my eyes, listen to the song, and it, it's just a beat. Like, it's just, you know, noise. Get and it kind of just calms me down. It gets all the anxiety out, and, like, you know, I just imagine plays, imagine the game in my head. So that would be one. Um, yeah, other than that, it's just rap, trying to get hyped up. Would you rather spend a day at a beach or at a lake? Like day at the lake, day at the beach, which would you rather? I would, honestly, there's no other place in the world that I want to go to next other than Lake of the Ozarks. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lot, my bro, we'll trip. all go down. <laughs> that's my next trip is Lake of the Ozarks for sure. Oh, yeah. We got we got places to stay. We can host you, man. We, we got you down there. Dude, hey, when I go out there, let me know. I'll hit you guys. Word, yeah. word. Absolutely. For real. Uh, this is just a classic. We got to ask everybody this. Uh, what is your favorite conspiracy theory? Ooh. My favorite conspiracy theory? Honestly, probably. I think 9-11 is weird when I like <laughs> some of the yeah. videos I see. And like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we've had people say that before. We've had people say it. That's why it's funny. We ain't laughing because it's a bad answer. We just had people say it before. That's why it's funny. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know. Something about that was just kind of fishy to me. I don't know. (laughs) That's fair. Style, you want to end this? Yeah, no, I got a – now I got a few rapid-fire questions that came to my head Uh, real quick. uh, What's your favorite touchdown you've scored? I feel like I know it because I saw the picture of it while you went off screen real quick, but which one was it? Uh, Washington. The Washington one, really? Yeah. So okay. I would say the most memorable was Auburn, but yeah. my favorite one was Washington because of the history of the like Washington versus Oregon, you know, and scoring that touchdown in their stadium was probably my favorite one. And I think like we worked on that play all week, and then you know they gave it to me, like that was my shot, and you know I, you know, scored. So that one, and then obviously memorable was Auburn. Like yeah, but yeah, I was in the stands for that. I was like. Dude, that was crazy. That was crazy. That was a crazy. That was the craziest moment of my life. Just that. that was sick. Uh, and looking ahead, real quick, you know, early early score predictions for uh, Georgia Oregon Week One next year. Man, I'm just worried about my workout tomorrow. That's it. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> All uh, right. Yeah, I think that's most of the questions yeah. we have. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Uh, obviously, follow Spencer on his social medias. We'll link that in the podcast description. Uh, thanks for coming on, Spencer. Thanks, of course. Spencer. Appreciate you guys. Hey, absolutely. I feel like I'm Kodak Black in 2015. Interview with plenty killers, missing Miley with the lean. Don't make no sense. I catch a body on the scene. Just a minor in designer. I was robbing for some jeans. 2012, I was only 14. I was serving dope I was sitting no me. I do no flagging, dog. Been snapping, dog. In a Zeta to the feeder, I be zigzagging, dog. All I wanna do is get a bitch and fuck her raw. 
All I wanted to do was hit a lick and hit the mall. Fly lifestyle and rockin' mirror with the Louboutin. Crap rock simple as if you like it, you get two for one. Fly lifestyle and rock Javinci with the Dutch Cabana. How about sending yo to smokin' Zaza, pullin' up to McDonald's? Heard you got some guala, don't be stupid. All my niggas robber. Heard you want some problem, keep it cute, cause all my niggas shot her. I feel like I'm Kodak Black in 2015. In a view with plenty killers, missing Miley with the lean. Don't make no sense, I catch a body on the scene Just a minor in designer, I was robbing for some jeans 2012, I was only 14 I was serving dope fiends, I was sitting no me I do no flagging, dawg Been snapping, dawg In a Zeta to the feeder, I be zigzagging, dawg All I wanna do is get a bitch and fuck her raw All I wanna do is hit a lit and hit the mall since I'm putting sticks all in the jets and I'm putting bricks back in the bricks and I'm paying everybody rent. Niggas say they ain't going for shit, but everybody win. I be jacking and whacking niggas, but I be rapping now and then. I'm gon' bounce out with that scrap, I don't need nobody else. I feel like I'm cold at black, I don't see nobody else. My niggas ain't got no mind, I'm working Jesus out of hell. My niggas ain't got no mind, they'll kick a demon out of hell. Hey, fly lifestyle, rockin' Bellini with Chanel. It don't make no sense, another 3.7 M's My nigga don't make no sense, his name fucking Wham Bam I love that nigga to death, I shed a tear found Sam Ah, everybody know I'm raw, but I ain't talking Van Damn, I have a shootout at the park, nigga, I ain't never playing around